dude. Just like, you pull in, and you just get spit right out of them. Well, welcome to episode two of The Carve Up, a show where we talk all things surfing. At the moment, we are halfway through round three of stop number seven on the WSL Tour at Chopu Tahiti. And, well, in our first episode, we, I think we were a little bit measured in, uh, in we were talking a little bit about the unknown, but I think this episode we've got plenty to talk about. We've got upsets of plenty. We've got some uh, judging uh, controversies. And here to join me on the uh, on number two show from Melbourne, our Melbourne studio, we've got uh, John Shamuka. Are you there, Shmu? I'm here, Shooter, and uh, it's great to be back on uh, for our second show. And like you said, we were a bit measured, and now we're going to be uh, judged based on our performance on the carve up, so stoked to be here, boys. That's right. We've got plenty to talk about, and uh, usual local and Gary resident Will Weber joining us as well. How are you, Will? Well, it's nice to get a rest, and how good to be back on the show. Second one with a bullet. Look, um, it's nice to have a sleep in for once. When we've got these uh, contests that are on at the weird hours, getting up at three thirty, I get around town like a zombie half the day. So uh, yeah, feeling fresh, I suppose. Now, boys, look, um, I know before the kind of started, we talked about, you know, one of the main factors was going to be the swell, and we were sort of uh, talking about favourites, you know, if the swell was going to be big, and we also all agreed that we were going to have to do our form completely differently if the swell was going to be a little bit smaller. So um, how do you think it's gone so far, boys? And um, look, I think there's a couple of I told you so moments coming up here. So, um, Shmoo, what do you think? Yeah, look, uh, you're spot on there with the swell. Um, we did... Um, look at the forecast and it and it did show that it was definitely going to be one of those um, events where there's going to be a lot of um, need for the contest directors to get the calls right um, first couple of days you know first day was lumpy and bumpy and you know there were moments of, of really good um, fun sized waves at Chopa it was nothing death defying by any means but we've seen some great performances so far so you know um, I, I think i, I I picked a few guys that um, aren't in the event anymore. Um, I one of them was Mick Fanning. Uh, he's out, and I think I, I, I selected Taj Burrow. But I definitely got to be. Um, I'm pretty stoked on you know picking some of those wild cards. Uh, hey, hang on before we get into the <laughs> I told you so section, guys. A couple of thoughts on the little event before we do this because it's going to be a gripe session on our picks. I just like to bring the attention, and this is something I'm finding on social media a lot as well. You ask the guys that surf Chopu and surf at its best, and they'll you make a list of their top five, top three, and in most of them you're going to find Laurie Towner at the top. Where yeah. the hell is Laurie Towner? Well, Laurie Towner's off chasing another big swell, I think. I think Laurie Towner comes into town when the swell's code red, and Laurie Towner skips town when the swell goes down. What do you well, think yeah, about that? Look, yeah, you could think that, but the truth of the matter is the Billabong dropped him last year. The kid was on nothing but 80 grand or something, and he's had to pick up the tools up here. So he, he's working up on the Gold Coast, getting splinters out of his fingers when he should be holding on to rails at Chopu. Well, welcome to the surf industry in the new millennium, Millennium, if That's I can right. get that out properly. You know, if he's on 80 grand and, and going and able to chase waves around the world, he's, he's doing well these days. And, you know, there's not a lot of money in, in the industry as there was back in the 80s and 90s. Um, you know, but uh, oh yeah, I pulled in heaps from Mambo. 
Yeah, and I think you were on about a buck fifty a week. I think they want that fifteen hundred back. Yeah. Now, yeah. now listen, Smooth. Look, mate, you're not going to get out of this as easy as what you think, mate. Now you touched on your two top picks of Taj and uh, and Mick. And... I tried to cover it up before oh, you. Mate, don't you worry, mate. Don't, you, 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 you'll never get. You, you, you're going under your backup, your wild cards, which uh, I'm not going <laughs> to let you get you there first. Now, listen, mate. I, I do remember as the novice, as the sort of novice and the rookie in the uh, the surfing department here. I do. Rem- I do sort of recall. Uh, mentioning CJ as a dark horse. Now, look, CJ, he did happen to get the highest heat, uh, the highest wave, and the highest heat score of the day. And I also also think I mentioned Italo Ferreira as my uh, little dark horse there as a rookie. And I think I was actually laughed out of the studio, if I remember correctly. That was just a giggle. It wasn't it? Wasn't <laughs> a laugh. And look, to be honest with you, look, we're only into the in, into halfway through round three and into round four. So, I mean, hey, good on CJ. You know, he's one of the old boys still with a few tricks up his sleeve. But like you pointed out in our first show, he's, you know, he's three times runner-up. And, and more than likely, if he gets to a runner-up, you know, no disrespect to CJ, that'll be a, like, like having a win. I, I still think there's too much talent in the, in, in the draw for, uh, for him to go out and win an event. But, it, you know, the best way is we'll win you that event. Um, Italo Ferreira, you know, good pick. Um, it's easy to get barreled there on your forehand, which these guys are, are, are showcasing. So, yeah, you know, uh, what, about, what about that? What about that? Airy did on the dry reef. I mean, they, these young kids now they get they know no limits, do they? I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm glad they're not referring to that as the bricks. <laughs> oh, yeah. they are. Oh, yeah. please. Yeah, they've, they've, we'll get to the commentary later, but they have toned down. I've noticed they've toned down a little bit this event, but we will get to the uh, the commentary later. We think we've got a bit of that to talk about as well. But yeah. um, Will, what's your um, what were your your um, you know your main pick for the event, and I think I think you mentioned Julian. So he's well, still yep, Julian. I'm still nice and shiny on that. I was ripping actually on my fantasy surf team until a few things went a bit sour. But uh, old Julian's still in there for me. CJ, of course, I I had him. I think you will remember, and Jeremy Flores. Oh, Jeremy Flores. Yes, remember I said that he was angry at the WSL. Yes, you did say that. That's correct. That's correct. And can pull in at this joint. So, look, I've got three ticks next to me, I reckon. Yeah, well, listen, you know, um, well, I think we're in for a, a few lay days. I think, you know, what the swell that we did get for the first, you know, the, the first couple of days, I think they were pretty lucky to get that sort of one day of really, that one morning of really good stuff before the tie kicked in. But I think we're um, due for a couple of small days and hopefully a, a big solid swell going to push in for towards the end of the waiting period. So, um, boys, I think we might just take a break here and um, we'll come back with more of the carve-up right after this. Yes, and welcome back to the carve-up, uh, episode two, where we talk all things surfing. We are midway through stop number seven on the WSL Tour at Chopu Tahiti. And uh, Shmoo and Will, look, we've had some big moments in this event so far. Even though the waves haven't been epic, we have had some big moments. So, uh, look, for me, uh, some of the biggest moments have come... In the judging, I, I, I do believe that there's been a few heats where, where some surfers have been heavily underscored. Adam Melling comes to mind straight away. I yeah. mean, I thought that he was – he got a couple of barrels there that he was right behind the foam ball, and but, he only got mid-7s mid for that. And I just thought that was, you know, way under, considering some of the other so- scores that I've seen. Through yeah. The Look, going back through the heat analyzer shooter, I think that you're spot on there. I think that's – this is one place we will agree. It's so hard to get barreled as, as heavily as he did on his backhand. And, um, again, you know, Ace did a great job of getting barreled, but I, I, I think Adam was well and truly underscored on that one, and the judges got it wrong. And that's what happens. It's so subjective, and you know, with, a, uh, with, this, with this type of judging, judging of our sport. And um, I just think they had so many different angles to look at 
both of the two high-scoring rides from those guys, and they got it wrong, and they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, they should not, especially when it comes down. Yeah, look, I've seen some of the um, tube riding scored really insanely as well. Some of the dirtier ones they've been paying a lot of points for, which is good because, you know, you can be in an ugly tube and uh, in a normal surf and you go, man, that was, that was hell what you just did, and then you get a pretty barrel and it's simple as anything. Well, boys, tell me something. Tell me something here, Shmoo. You know, you'd be uh, really qualified to answer this, but to, for me, looking from the outside in, it, it's looking to me like the Brazilians, especially Gabriel Medina, are getting scored high. I mean, is this the WSL or the BSL, the Brazilian surf league? Because I'm telling you now, if Gabriel Medina, his last wave was a nine seven three against John John Florence, well, I'm not here. I mean, Josh Kerr, I think, got a nine point six for a, a, a wave that should have been an eleven. So I don't know, mate. Look. Again, it's it's it, it's Gabriel's no joke. You know, I think it was a fantastic heat by both guys. And um, and again, I, as much as I hate to agree with you, I, I am. I, I think I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think John John should have got the nod. It was it was a close heat, and in those tough close heats, it's, there's always going to be a loser. Um, and you know, you, you're going to get your 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 comments from all over the world. But um, I definitely thought John John should have won that heat. Hey, can I come in on that right there? The thing I reckon where John John blew it, you've also got to have a command of a heat. And he blew it towards the end where he took off on two small waves. He's sure he got a score on one, but he should have been back out the back to keep priority. And he took another quick one, got a, like a point six seven or something. And yeah. um, that's when the Brazilian got his barrel, turned off and went out and got priority again and clamped down the heat. That was poor heat management by him at the end. Yeah, I think you know we can all sort of throw throw our comments in 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 the ring here. But at the end of the day, it comes down to your top two rides. And from mine, looking back, I thought John John's were better, regardless of whether yeah, yeah, yeah. two 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 waves on the inside, he could have taken two waves going right. For all I for all I you know care, it's it's more about the top two rides and and what both of those surfers did on them. And from mine, I thought John John um, definitely. Um, Got the nod, but, you know, Gabriel, to his credit, he grinded out the win. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, boys, I mean, look, we'd like, you know, we, we're just three mugs here in the, uh, in the, in the comments comment <laughs> box. Here. But if there's any listeners out there, we'd love to hear your feedback back on our Facebook page. So, um, you know, we've all got our opinion here of what we think's going on out there at uh, Tahiti, but we'd love to hear anybody's feedback uh, to see that if we are barking up the right tree or the wrong tree. But, uh, Will, mate, in the first episode... You did touch on the fact that uh, turns might play a big part in this event. Oh. Yeah, mate. It nearly laughed off my iMac up here in the sticks. <laughs> they giggled, mate. Just gently mate. giggled. Now, look, the reason I said that is that I did have, unlike they have the commentators, have these amazing insights. <laughs> I did have an insight, and it was from an old insight, a banana board that I knew that Kelly's been uh, ordering from my brother Greg for the last just about a year now, mainly focused on surfing at Chopu. So knowing that, it was mainly for, like, bigger days turning in the tube so he gets super high. But knowing he's going to ride them, I knew he'd be able to do turns, you know, as tight as Hero used to do, but, you know, at 43. So I think the, the rest of the 44, they would have looked at him and gone, hey, this guy's going to go for turns, so we've got to as well. And look at it, man. There was a wave that um, in the John John heat where Medina did four turns. Well, that's right. And, and there was a few, mate. There was, you know, because some of the barrel options were only limited, I mean... You know that extra half a point or a point for a big turn was 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 vital to some of those heats. Totally, oh. I slow heat. Look, it's 
Terrence aren't going to win this contest, guys. Let's be let's be serious. I mean, yeah, Can't wait for next week. <laughs> yeah, Terrence are not going to win this contest. I guarantee you, it's, it is a tube riding event. Um, it never has come down to who does the biggest turns out at Chopo, and it never will. Hang on, let me write, um, this, let me write this down. Yeah, write episode. it down, take a photo of it. I don't give a you-know-what. Okay. It, it's, it's never going to come down to uh, guys turning, you know, doing the big turns at, at, at Chopo. It's always going to be about the barrel first, and they might get in a, a turn at the end or, or, or whatnot, but I, I can guarantee you that. I'll, I'll put my, my house on it, not that I have one. Where is this house? Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to the bottle top. Well, that's, but, uh, what, that's what this show's about, boys. A lot of controversy, and that's, uh, that's what we're all about here on The Carve Up. We're going to go to a short break, and we'll be back very soon. Don't go away. Yes, welcome back to The Carve Up. Stop seven on the WS Tour, Chopu Tahiti, and Shmoo and Will uh, from Melbourne and Angari, respectively, are with me today. Boys, look. The commentary. I mean, I think these commentators have been koalas, have been protected species for all too long. Shmoo put an article up there on social media today, uh, which sort of exposed or, or sort of, you know, just let everybody know, you know, just told what everybody's been thinking about these blokes since they've sort of come into the scene. Um, we've got Todd Klein, Joey Terpel, we've got Strider Wazaleski, uh, Ross Williams. I mean, boys... Honestly, where's it, where are these blokes going? Because I know there's a lot of people turning the sound down on their TVs every time there's a contest on. Well, man, I'll, I'll tell you, coming from two of the oldest commentators in Australia, Shmoo and I have done it since we were grommets, ever since he came to these shores. I remember commentating Matthew Elks to a win down at uh, Gunnamatta, down there where the penguins are the only thing that are smiling. Yeah, but you were also judging that as well, weren't you? I, I got him through to the win, I'll tell you. <laughs> Look, um, mate. Yeah, these guys are highly baggable. I'd always, I'd love to get a, a grammar professor, two English teachers in, and if they had a button each to press where something was going wrong, you'd only hear, it'd be a, a racket. It's, it's a joke of the English language, of tense, of reason. Shmoo, yeah. your thoughts, mate? Oh, look, you know, it, it's one of those things, boys, where you, you're right, you know, it's like the judging. I've always had an issue with, uh, the judges being like a, a protected species, you know, um, it's a subjective sport, whether you're a commentator or you're a judge and that's the be all and end all of it. And you know what, you're going to be, you're put under the microscope and you got to be able to take it like a big boy. And, um, it's very American centric from mine. I, you know, I, I've been in, I've done a few heats in my time and, you know, um, got the ax from the WSL. I'm not, I'm not uh, afraid to, to let everyone know that, uh, for whatever reasons, um, the WSL have, um, you know, apparently I was, I wasn't, I wasn't good enough, which hey, is Shmoo, fine. I want to come in on you right there, man. You're someone with the stats that have done it for, you know, two decades. Where do these guys get the in? Oh, you know, they can get in. I think there's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of bro town tactics, um, from mine. Again, I'm not afraid to, to, to put that out there. Um, there's now, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of credit credible guys and and how they get their experiences for some of them is beyond me but that's what i was told and um you know good luck to them but i i want to comment on on sports like tennis golf formula one where they have a great balance of of international commentators it's not just one uh nationality centric you know it it needs to have some flair there's you know there needs to you need to mix it up it's, it, can't, it can't be so much cotton candy anymore. And I'm a fan now, so I can say what I want. Yeah, exactly. I have 
I have no t- I have no ties to the WSL, and nor I, nor do I care to. Um, because in which the way I was booted, and yeah, I'm having an event, but I don't. Again, I don't care. I'll put it out there. Um, but I think they need to get their structure right. I think there needs to be a bit more international flavor that's brought in, and um, you know, a, a bit more fluidity. It, it just some of the things they say baffle me. Well, I'll tell you what. Some of the things they say might baffle you, but I prepared something a little earlier. And look, Shmoo, you, you, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean. They say that you should be they should be taking a, a leaf out of golf or boxing or motorsport and something. But I actually think they have because to the layman watching the uh, their first surfing competition on Fox Sports, I mean, if you if you hear a commentator at a surfing event saying he had a chip shot into that wave, well, I mean, I'm watching I'm watching golf. I'm looking for Jason Day to come walking down the 18th fairway. A proje- yeah. And a, a projection snap. Are we talking Pythagoras here, boys, or humor me, Will? Like this, well, he's uh, the other day I heard him say this. Uh, he just punched that wave right in the face. I mean, Danny Green's fighting tonight, but uh, he certainly wasn't fighting at Chopu Tahiti. Um, humor me, Will. Something. What do you think of this? Oh, mate, I'm probably the wrong person to ask, really. This I think you're the right me. person to ask. <laughs> you, you, might, you might call him up in a little while and he might be able to allude to this, but he might be more insane than a lot of them. Mate, it is. It's one of the biggest farces. There's a, in a in a in a sport where we've got so much identity, and they wanted to come to us in inverted commas for this taste of life. Um, why didn't they ask us what we think and well, stick with the Ockies, the Shane Horans, you know, get Tommy Carroll on there? And I, it's surprising why I don't know why Ockie still isn't part of the team because he was doing so well. Everyone, you know. It was like Jack Gibson. You'd listen to the guy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not finished yet because the other day I heard him say the swell was overachieving. He said <laughs> there was going to, he said there was, there was only going to be bunny rabbit traps down along the rocks there. So that to me, I'm, I'm watching hunting. I'm watching, a, I'm watching a, a Nat Geo adventure. Um, about Wilco's back end, it was looking smooth and buttery. Am, buttery. am I watching a porn movie? I mean, <laughs> Kai, Kai Otten. Kai Otten's sending a lot of happy water into the sky. And throwing snow all over the Christmas tree. I mean, is Santa Claus out there in, in heat number six? <laughs> this, this is insanity. I, uh, I did my tax the other day and I uh, went through all these bits of A4 I had. And I'm going, what's this rubbish? And it was stuff I'd written down from them. Yeah. I mean, I used to bag the Channel Line cricket team, but this has gone stratospheric. I mean, Shmoo, look, I just want to ask you this. Like, I mean, all jokes aside, like, I look at all these, these things that were actually said um, actually at the Jeffreys Bay contest, and, I mean, we look at them and laugh. I mean, I look at them. To, to anybody that doesn't really know much about surfing and really wants to get into it, mate, they're, they're, they're not going to, you know, turn their TV off not, not knowing what's just happened. Yeah, look, I think their focus um, right now with the WSL is more about selling the sport rather than making sure that it's, it's sounding and looking and feeling the way it should. Um, I, I say that about the judges. You know, I've always been an advocate of putting ex-professionals in into the judging uh, chairs, although it's a very tough job and I would never want to do it. Um, there's guys out there that have the merit to and have achieved at this high level. They have the wherewithal to do it. And I, I think it comes down to costing, and, and that's where um, it falls down. Same with commentary, you know, about getting these guys – um, the, the type of training that is relevant to calling surf commentary, you know, chip shots and, and Christmas, uh, snow on Christmas trees and Santa Claus is in town. And 
I, I don't get it these days, and, and I, I'm sure a lot, millions of people around the world that supposedly watch these these broadcasts, I'm sure they'd struggle. I mean, I, I get it a little bit because I come from that background, and so do you guys. We all surf, right? We all watch. Um, but for the person who's just trying to get into surfing, I, I don't think they're doing a very good job of selling it. No, that's right. And look, if any listeners out there want to um, have a, you know, leave a bit of feedback on that subject as well, feel free to put, put something up on the Facebook page. Uh, look, we're going to go to another break here. Um, I'm going to throw a bit of snow up the Christmas tree up here in the <laughs> studio, and um, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Welcome back to the Carve Up with Shooter, Shmoo and uh, Will Weber. Now, um, in our first episode, we caught up with Chud Spivens, who, you know, he is our legendary traveller. He's going to be on the ground at every competition event uh, for the rest of the tour. And uh, I think we've got him on the line. I think he's finally touched ground at Tahiti. Uh, Are you there, Chud? Yeah, guys. Man, you get me clean and cold, don't you? Straight through the vine. (laughs) Mate, I tell you what, you had a, a very epic journey getting there, mate. I know you were on, um, you're in canoes and dugouts and uh, you were landing on the wrong islands, but have you finally made it in one piece? And how was your journey? Man. 
Pit Canyon. See, that's off track, man. You try to go to Costa del Fuego. You ever been there? Man, heaps of fresh del Fuego. No, Fuego everywhere. Sit down. Hey, another cup of Fuego. It's coming out of the rocks. What is that joint? What is it? The Coast of Fuego? Well, mate, listen, we, uh, we've got you there to do a job, my friend. So um, we've got you down there at the end of the road. Um, who have you caught up with? And what's the vibe down there, mate? Yeah, guys, great. I'm here with Parramatta Tahini. What a great kid. Oh, so, what is it? Tumatta Purahini. Man, here with a local family, it's so grounding. It's nice to be, you know, when, once I got off the Contiki, so to speak, and got my feet into the, the thick earth, right at the end of the road, it was nice to see the guys. I mean, it's so refreshing to see people back on earth. A coconut in one hand, maybe having a tropical juice in the other. The manna is sprouting. It's, hey. it, it is totally thick on the lagoon. Hey, Chad, that's great to hear. Uh, stoked that you are at the end of the road down there at Chopo. And um, I'm hearing rumors that during the heat between Bruno Santos and Adriano D'Souza, you were actually yelling out instructions for him to get that last wave that took him through. Is, that, is there any truth to that rumor? There is and there isn't. And that's what's interesting about the Tahitian air. I was yelling something up to the boat. It was more of a call to the bar. But as the wind took it round down from the volcanic trench, in it went to Bruno's ear. Hey, I'd like to claim it, Shmoo, but it, it, what stays in Tahiti, it begins in Tahiti, I suppose. Oh, uh, well, that's just the rumor that's going around. And uh, apparently he might have been on social media thanking some guy from the channel that uh, was named Chud Spiven, so I just wanted to get your side of things. Well, Bruno, man, I love that kid. He's an earthworm to me. The kids come up from the soil. He's, he's there every time. He, he, he is Chopu's earthworm. He comes from Brazil, but somehow finds his way into the trials, gets out and gets in. He's a hot pick for this one. I love that kid. You know, he reminds me a lot of a Formula One driver, man. The guy zooms around just like an earthworm. What's your craft of choice in the channel, Chad? You know, I'll take anything. I paddle from craft to craft. I might hang with the girls, have a little chinzano, as you like, you know that I like to uh, dabble in. And then, you know, I might just do a slight dog paddle over to someone else's vessel, the back of a, you know, a, uh, a jet ski. And then I might even climb onto a craft and walk around for a while. Oh, we love your work, mate. Listen, any bold predictions, mate, for the winner of this event before we let you go? Look, in this, surfing is the champion. I'd like to see Perry Farrell come down from Jane's Addiction and win this thing. Where are you, Perry? Look, my guy's Julian. I love the kid. He's fresh. He's freaky. He's got to get off the second bus. I want to see that kid fluke through and take the big one. Ah, uh, Chad, mate, as always, mate, you're very insightful. We love hearing from you, mate, and uh, we can't wait to catch up for you for our post-event carve-up. Well, welcome back to the carve-up, boys. We have John Shamuka, Will Weber, and Shooter in the house. Boys, um, you know, just to wrap this uh, number two episode up, look, we're gonna have a, it looks like we're going to have a couple of lay days uh, to finish off this competition before we see a pretty strong pulse of swell. So um, I'll ask you, Shamu, first, mate, we, uh, we're going to have some predictions to, to take the contest out, and are you going to stick with the original picks, or are you going to uh, go on a different, uh, different angle, mate? What, what are you going to do? Oh, come on, shooter! You know me better than that. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely stick, buddy. Uh, look, we still got 
half of round three to go and got some great heats. And the old boy, Kelly Sutter, you know, up against a tough Hawaiian, Sebastian Zaitz. So that's going to be great. But, uh, you know, I, I'm still – I'm still looking at my wild cards, Eritz Aramburu, um, Bruno Santos, and even the young Brazilian, Willy Dantes. Um, you know, all those guys looking really, really strong. They're into round four already. But with that big swell impending, if it comes through, uh, it definitely brings guys like Owen Wright right back into the ball game. Um, he's doing. He's already in the round four. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with my boys. I'm sticking with my original picks. Unlike you boys, will probably shift gears. <laughs> I will. Your thoughts, mate? Well, I'll just have to follow Chad, I reckon, and who I picked at the beginning, which is old Julian. Mate, I'd like to see him put the nail in the coffin, the first nail in the coffin of this year's tour. I reckon if he gets this one, he's going to go bang, bang, bang like Billy Idol at White Wedding, take it all the way to the end. Um, but he's got to go against my second pick, which was CJ in Heat 12. Well, mate, oh, that's hang on, CJ. He's my man. I think he's. Uh, well, look. he was my second. Yeah. He was my second. Yeah, he was like my scouts. Look, there's a there's a round four matchup there. It's an all Brazilian. It's an all Brazilian uh, matchup. I think it's Bruno Santos, Gabriel Medina, and yeah, Italo hey, Ferreira. Italo Ferreira, like man. That, that is that is one hot heat, boys. I mean, that is. I mean, look, mate, you look at the draw. Fire. The top half's Brazilian. The bottom half's Australian. Rest of the world. Well, yeah, well, that's just the way that that's just the way the computer spat them out, buddy. And and at the end of the day, um, you, you know, I think everyone in round four has earned their spot. Um, albeit, um, you know, definitely, uh, I think JJ against Medina and Adam Melling, which we which we touched on. But I'm sticking with yeah. my boys. Look, I think. Look, I'm, if if the swell does come up, I'm definitely sticking with Owen Wright. But if the swell sort of stays down a little bit, I'm leaning towards Gabriel Medina. I mean, he's just I don't know. I don't want him to win, but if it, if the swell stays down a little bit, I can see him. I think it'll seem to be very hard to beat. Boys, what about a, a couple of early world title predictions? I mean, there's there's a few. Um, you know, there's ratings on the line here uh, going into this event. I mean, there's some people right on the cusp, but you know, someone could break away here. Um. You know, I've said it before, uh, and I'll say it again. I think Adriano, um, as as good as a competitor he is, he won't stay on that number. He won't have that number one jersey for for very much longer. You got a bunch of amazing individuals chasing him. Um, although Mick Fanning's out now, but um, look, I think Mick's still in with a big chance. I think you know, I got this funny feeling, boys. I I think that bald fella who's sitting Ooh. in number six. He, he, he's um, flying under the radar. He's flying under the radar, and he's going to make a late charge. And, um, well, you know, if he can win this event, uh, you can never discount him. Will, can you see a, a little bit of a changing of the guard? I mean, we've got these young, these crop of youngsters coming through, and I'm, I'm looking at, you know, surfers like Taj and that who have been, you know, so ingrained in the top five for years. I'm, I'm feeling like he's sort of starting to go out the back door. You know what? That was something I was thinking about while I was watching this and I remember in the 80s where you saw Rabbit and Dane and the like and you went, oh, geez, these guys, are they, is this the end of them? Oh, Even though they came back and had their odd little bit here and there, this is the first time I've thought it, Shooter. Yeah, we're even talking your Parkos and your Fannings. I mean, there's a, there's a bit of a, a, a crop of the older, older statesmen there. Look, I would feel it with um, Parko way before I'd finish off Mick right now. That, yeah. that guy's like from his injuries and his woes with old Mother Nature – he um he's he's got a couple more years of hell fire in him. All right, I, look, I really did think that, mate. And the thing is, I I think that 
Julian's going to be heavy this year. He's going to be so oh, going You're, you're all him. over Julian, are you? You are all over him. I, I really Seriously. And we, we can have go the kiss, Go next. kiss him. I'll see go you the kiss him. Are you on the payroll? Are you on Julian's payroll? I, I, I mentioned the bald fella before, and uh, he's a he's an Aquarian like myself. Yeah, but I've made out with him. Oh, so, Jesus. And I, and I can eight. say that. He Number had, eight in the day. He had hair, then he was what beautiful. What I want to say about Slater is – with the banana boards, which he's been threatening to use since last year, if he wins on that and goes psycho on him from here, we might have a whole new thing. And he'll go around again. Now, there we go. Now, listen, boys, pick one. Pick one. Who's your, who's your world title favourite? Pick a world title winner. Kelly Slater. Julian Wilson. Mick Fanning. The dream finish. CJ oh. Hopgood. <laughs> <laughs> Now, listen, boys, we might leave that there. That's been, this has been a great episode, two of The Carve Up. Uh, we really look forward to uh, seeing you guys again uh, for our post-contest show, which are uh, going on these lay days, you know, might be sometime next week. But um, please all tune in and remember to leave some feedback on our Facebook page. Shmoo and Will, thanks so much for being here today to help me along in the studio. And uh, I really look forward to seeing you and talking to you next week. Good on you, Shooter. See you, Will. Can't wait, boys.